friends, and welcome to another episode of DBC. That's the Depressed Breakfast Club. Although it's been a while since we've gone out for breakfast, we should rectify that. Um, we are going to be talking today about how much is too much. Like, um, do you have a limit with how what your friends tell you? Does it bother you if your friends are sharing too much? And it affects your mental health. Taylor's probably going to be doing most of the talking as she has the friend with the situation. Um, as always, we're not medical professionals. Everything we say is just a valued opinion. You don't have to take us seriously. Um, if you do feel like you have issues or you know somebody that has issues, Peanut's going to give you some phone numbers. Peanut? Okay, so if you're feeling <clears throat> suicidal or you need somebody to talk to, uh, you can call the suicide hotline in Canada at 1-833-456-4566 or you can text 45645. And in the U.S., you can call 988 or you can text TALK to 741741. So if you're feeling suicidal or you need somebody to talk to or you are afraid that somebody else is suicidal, uh, you can call these hotlines and talk to somebody. And on to Taylor. Good morning, everyone. As always, a general reminder that our email address is depressedbreakfastclub at gmail.com, all lowercase. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can also follow us on the Facebook page under the same name. So for today's quote, we're going with, before you speak, let your words pass through three gates. Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And I thought that was perfect for today's topic just because of um, talking about whether or not to tell friends certain things. So the situation was uh, about, I want to say... Over a year ago now, uh, my friend was going through dating sites and she was having a rough patch. Her depression was really high or or low, high or low, however that sentence would properly be worded. Her depression was a much and um, she was trying her luck with the dating apps. And she had also made some new friends at the time, too, who also happened to be on a couple dating apps. Well, when she'd get together with this friend, the friend would start talking about like, oh, hey, I went out on a couple dates this week. Oh, I got a, another message from this other guy and this, that and the other thing. Like just ba basic stuff that friends would share with each other. And my friend came back to me the one night and she was feeling really down. I was like, Hey, what's up? Like what's going on? And she asked me, she's like, well, my other friend wants to get together and hang out again. But she's like, I don't want to hear about her dating anymore. She's like, I haven't gotten any messages lately. It's been a dry spell and no one's been interactive or just people like send one message, disappear, gotten no dates from it. So she was um, having like a, a struggle with the jealousy factor of it and just the hardship of this other girl being so successful with all of her her uh, endeavors 
Meanwhile, she was getting nothing for all of her efforts. And at the time, I think she was on several different aiding, uh, aiding, dating apps and just wasn't getting anything. So it really played harshly on her mental health. And I remember her asking me, she's like, do you think she's like, is it cruel, selfish, unfair, any of those kind of things to tell my friend or ask my friend to not discuss the dating stuff? And um, I honestly had to think about it just because it's, I think it's a tricky kind of situation where I get not wanting your friends, like if you're in that kind of a moment, you don't want to hear about like all the happy joy, joy stuff that's going on when you're like, okay, well, I'm putting out this great amount of effort and nothing's coming to me. Mm -hmm. So I... It was one of those things where I understood what she was saying. And I remember telling her at the time, like, I get what you're saying. And I was like, and there might be a nice way that we can word it so that your friend gets the idea of she's like, well, I don't want to not be supportive, but it's just it was really hurting her mental health. So. For today's topic, or at least where we're going to start off our journey is going to be. How do you kind of handle a situation like that? Like, obviously, it's not even necessarily only specifically about dating, but in this particular circumstance, it was uh, it was affected by the dating dating realm. So I think we ended up coming up with something in the end. And then I think it was like sheer dumb luck, like the next day or the day after that, then she started getting messages on her (laughs) apps. So then she was okay. Well, I, I think I think it it plays into the to the TMI factor, right? The too much information. Like there's there's some people clips that will share anything and everything that you and and you know you don't know how to say to them. I don't need to know that your flow is heavy this month. <laughs> you know what I mean? But and but there's some people that are just so comfortable with with sharing they don't mm-hmm. even think about what they're saying. Yep. So I can I can see your friends I can see your friends um dismay over yeah. like like feeling less than but I also see the other person's mm-hmm. point of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but like that, it, it, it definitely falls into the into the TMI category of conversation. Like, where do you draw the line? Where do you stop telling somebody something? Right? <laughs> well, I was saying, I think that's the hard part, just because... Like it's well, I mean, to further complicate things, I suppose, as you're an adult, like when you're kids, you fucking share everything. There, There's no filters. You see a friend. Oh, amen. Like, amen. I have a mole on my butt. It's <laughs> like Kentucky. Do you want to see it? <laughs> because when we're children, there's no filters. There's no stopping that. You're just like, yeah, look at this Kentucky mole. Like you're fine with it. Then when you I become an adult. I now. I mean, I would be. I, I'd be curious now as an adult, but I know I'm also weird. It'd be the size of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) It started off as Kentucky. It's grown. (laughs) But 
when you get older too, it's one of those things of like the example of clips. When you're first meeting someone, talking about your flow, not normal. We're all women here. We've all had periods. That's not the first conversation topic. You don't immediately start talking about that and you don't talk about how you you brush your tongue and you gag on your your toothbrush, but hey, when you're blowing your boyfriend, it's all no fine. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, okay, that's not something that you tell someone who's you you just brand new met. <laughs> it's it's I'm not, not normal. I'm sure that 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 is something you tell somebody you've been friends with for 30 years. Oh, like so my bestie and I have deep conversation. I don't think I've ever shared that kind of information with her. Not that <laughs> calm down people, not that I'm saying that happens, but I'm just saying like <laughs> between her and I, like we can talk about things, but we both, we both kind of know where it ends. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so you you all know I I'm the oldest of the group. I'm 50. I'll be 53 uh, in two months. <laughs> <laughs> so my best friend will be 53 in May. <laughs> um, like, unfortunately, I had a hysterectomy at 32, so I never saw a period in my 40s. <laughs> I I was done in my 30s. But for her, like, um, so I, I hit early menopause, the hot flashes, the, all the fun stuff early. But for her, she's just starting. Mm. And and like like she said to me, like the one day we were, we were just cross-stitching and she was like, oh, God, can't wait to not have a period anymore. But that's where the conversation ended, right? We should go into, like, large detail about anything else. So sometimes you know where the cutoff line mm-hmm. is. And if you're clips, you don't. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and it depends. Like, it depends on your friend, too. Because how I talk to one person is not going to be how I talk to another. Like, my bestie right. and I talk about fucking everything under the sun like we have talked about sex orgasms how often when all that fun stuff so we go into all of great detail but that being said i don't talk about that with just anyone and everyone (laughs) or it's like yes there are certain points of time when that gets cut off and it's like oh hey should probably not talk about it with like if you have a religious friend, you probably shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I fornicated all last night out of wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> probably not a great yeah. idea. <laughs> I absolutely would do that. <laughs> would you want to keep that friend at that point? <laughs> so what about you, Peanut? What about with, because uh, you had your best friend back when she was alive. Did you guys have, like, limits? Or was she one of those, she'd walk in and she'd be like, I don't care if you're stark ass naked. I need to use your bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, God. How do I say it without sounding that? Like, see, this is too much information area. 
if I tell this. <laughs> the, the day of TMI. <laughs> um, no, we definitely were um, tell each other anything. I, I think um, I think it depends, like, how close you are to somebody. Because, I mean, like, in reality, like, don't we all need somebody that we can tell mm-hmm. everything to? Like, all our good, our bad, our weird, mm-hmm. our, our, our funny. And, and so, I mean, like... Like with Clip, she just tells anybody. Yeah. And, and, and that. But I think it like depends how close, uh, like how close you are mm-hmm. to to somebody, how close your your friendship is, and that. And um, God, I wish I'd have told her more things, knowing, <laughs> knowing that she wasn't gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you can hold all of the blackmail information. It's fine. It's safe. Because <laughs> she was like, and I don't know, because like when we were younger and even still, I'm not like, she was really like guy crazy and that. And uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't. And uh, so, yeah, she always, she was always telling me stuff about all these guys <clears throat> and things and when she was in a relationship and that and oh, it didn't bother me and that I think that like if you're really good friends with somebody like you want you, you need to be happy for them mm-hmm. even if things in your life aren't going well and just <laughs> expect the uh, like the same kind of support from her uh, or him on the vice versa. Okay, so, but what didn't you feel? Oh, how can I put this? Like, wouldn't you feel like if your friend knew you were struggling and then just like, opened the floodgates and started telling you everything that they're doing that you're struggling with. Don't you think that a good friend would know when to pull back? Like if I was okay. So I hate, I hate throwing this out, but like I'll use my, my father's passing. Mm. When my dad died and I was severely depressed, laying on the couch, not eating, um, I had somebody, not my bestie, but somebody that was super close to me that I've had super close conversations with, just went on and on and on about how I needed to... Um, I needed to move on. I needed to just remember the happy memories. I just, I, I needed to not think about the fact that he's gone. And then instead of trying to support me, they flipped it and turned it to all about them. 
And I was like, pull back. Like, God, God damn, you know. But it's been five days and I'm still fucking grieving. Don't tell me to get over it. <laughs> so I, I think for me, that was my biggest pet peeve. Well, and even people that I, I'm not close to, wasn't close to, telling me that that um I needed to to get over it to move on. Um, everybody knows that their parent is going to die, and I'd just like to point out that the people that all told me that had never lost either of their parents. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I think that if if you are a good enough friend, you would know when to pull back. Yeah, you. Yeah, I would be happy for my friend, but I wouldn't want them smearing it in my face all mm-hmm. the time that they were dating while I was like laying on the couch in five day old pajamas surrounded by Doritos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cheesies in my hair type thing. Um, yeah, I, I would I would expect them to know the boundaries. I feel like if somebody said that, like they if they say something like that to you, and, and that like they're not really friends, I would think like. If friendship is a two-way street. Absolutely. And that, and if they can't, like, obviously we're not supporting you. If they were saying that shit to you, like, get over it and and stuff, mm-hmm. and that, but, so it makes you wonder was, how much of a friendship, like, how much of a friend do they really consider you? Mm-hmm. It's it's. I, I wouldn't say it was how much of a friend they considered me or if they were a good friend. It was the fact that they had never lost a parent. So they didn't know that grief. And mm-hmm. there there's so many varieties of grief. Grief for a grandparent, grief for a child, grief for a sibling, grief for a parent, grief for a friend. Mm-hmm. The the grief I felt when my brother died was nothing compared to the grief I felt when my dad died. Yeah. So for somebody who has never gone through that experience to tell me to get over it, that's not being a supportive friend. That's mm-hmm. just being somebody who's saying words that they think I want to hear to make me feel better. I don't it, think it, it, that even if somebody had gone through it and said that to you, I don't think that's right. Or, or supportive. <laughs> I think it, well, that's just everybody that I know, everybody that I know that has lost a parent never said that to me. I was going to say, and it's the issue too of grieving in different ways for each person. Like when my father goes. <laughs> la 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 it'd be like Mardi Gras <laughs> exactly when my mother's mother finally dies I already told my mom like when that finally happens 
We are celebrating. I said, I plan on getting shit faced that day. If it's the middle of the week, I don't care. I'm leaving work early. I'm grabbing alcohol on my way home. I'm downing all of it and doing all of the edibles. And we're celebrating and I'm not waking up for another 48 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It will be like the hangover. It will be huzzah. Now, mind you, when my papa died, absolutely none of none of that happened. I was extremely sad about it. I mean, he's been dead for 12 or 13 years now. And I still miss him just as much now as I did before. When mama dies, I'm sure I'll be a fucking wreck. Oh, exactly. Peanut, when when your bestie passed away, did you have... Did you have support? No. No. How long ago did she pass? Pardon? How long ago did she pass? Um, seven years now. Because she would have been 48 January 4th. Mm. So seven years ago. And, um, no. And I did not get to say goodbye to her and I went to they just had a um like a memorial for her Mm -hmm. um and so I went to that but I never got to because um they were um because she was up in um like the Toronto area and she was an organ donor uh-huh. And, and uh, so she was um, brain dead. So they brought her back to Windsor and they were keeping her alive to, to uh, harvest. Yeah, to yeah. harvest. And um, but her parents weren't letting anybody see her. Kind of selfish on the parents part. Yeah. yeah to, not, to, not, to not give the rest of the family and friends that closure because we had been friends since we were 18 yeah exactly so you 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 should have you should have been able to go in Mm -hmm. and say goodbye that was wrong on her parents part absolutely so i the only person um they let in was um, her ex-boyfriend, who she had like just um, had just broken up with. She had been with him for um, like 17 years or something, and she had just broken up with him because she was actually when she passed away, she was at her new boyfriend's. Oh God! Because <laughs> they were. He was moving, they were, she went up there because he was moving down here that weekend. And that's why she had went up there to, they went up there to pack his shit and to move him down here to her place. And she ended up dying up there. Was she sick? So, I don't know. She... So she had, I know she had um, high blood pressure and I always was like, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. And she smoked. 
I wouldn't go to the doctor. And whenever I'd say anything like, you should get that checked out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I had a good run. That's all she would say is, well, I've had a good run. So after at the memorial, there was people from her work there. And they had said that all week, well, first she had, they said she was complaining that her, her, um, her tooth hurt or something. And, um, she, the whole, um, one side of her face was numb and she had like a fever in that. And I didn't know any of that. She never said anything to me about any of that because had I known, like the second that I heard half her face was numb, I'm thinking she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would have personally dropped all my shit and drove her to the hospital no matter what. So I don't, honestly, I don't really know what what happened i just know that she was at her boyfriend's and she was complaining that she was sick and not feeling good and throwing up and she went to lay down and then a few hours later he went to wake her up and she was dead and, and they the um the ambulance and stuff got her got her heart going again, um, but she was brain dead. And they said something about like an aneurysm. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that would make sense because that would be the same thing. Like aneurysm stroke is normally together. So basically, she was the other end of the spectrum. She was NEI instead of TMI. Mm-hmm. Not enough when information. <laughs> when it came to her health, yeah. When it came to her, but everything else, she was. Woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it came to anything like, um, yeah, when it came to anything with her health, like if I would say something, like she just would never go to a doctor, and if I would say anything, it would be like, oh, if I've I've had a good run. Damn. Now, um, Crispy, how did your friend handle, I mean, I mean, I know you said that she eventually started getting dates and everything was good, but how did she handle the, the time, the time frame where it affected her mental health? Well, like I said, it was a very short time frame because like I said, it was either the next day or two days max later that she started getting messages. So it was a quick turnaround point. But outside of that, we had kind of put together a text and we worded it nicely where she basically just said, like, I'm happy for you, but right now I'm not in a great mental space to be able to hear this kind of stuff. So would you mind, like, kind of keeping that stuff to yourself? And the girl's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that. She's like, I was just happy and excited to share my news. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you'll get something soon kind of thing. 
and so had no she, so issue she, with it. So she was sympathetic. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, like the friend, I mean, the friend was brand new. Like she had only been friends with her for, I want to say maybe a month, oh. if that. So it's not like they had been friends for long term where she would have known or been able to say, oh, yeah, she looks really depressed today or, oh, she's been acting off today kind of thing. Right, right. So I got it where it's like, okay, I'm always for sharing. Like, I'm definitely a proponent for share with your friends, be open with them, tell them stuff, tell them what's up, Um, share your good news, your bad news, all that kind of stuff. But... I also get that there has to be, in some cases, there's limits. Like, you can see your friend's face, and if they're in a bad place, and you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't share that, hey, I just won the lottery. Like, <laughs> might Unless not be you're going to share the lottery with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, where you're like, yeah, hey, I just won the triple million. Who and then you look at them and you're like, oh. Who isn't going to be jealous if, if anybody, like, no matter what financial position you're in, it's money. We all could want, we all want more money. So who, you yeah, know, isn't right. going to be jealous of somebody that wins the lottery? Yeah, it's less so sure. about the jealousy angle, be more so. Her, but still be like, ah, damn it. <laughs> I was just saying. Jealous. I don't think it's really much of a secret when it comes to the lottery. Like I know uh, someone I once knew, once worked with, uh, she won one of the um, the jackpots. I think it was like $500,000 a few years ago. And I'm like, God damn it. I should have stayed in contact with her. <laughs> <laughs> friend. <laughs> Buddy old pal old friend. How you doing? <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. You ever want to know how much family you got just win the lottery? Oh yeah. Then they suddenly you're out, like, they huh. come out of the woodwork like termites. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you're looking around. You're like, oh. I don't know. It's just a tough one because I feel like you should be able to share. Like if you truly have like a, a true, true uh, friend and confidant, you should be able to share anything with them. Um, because you know sometimes like. Like, just say, like, obviously, my life is a whole bad time. <laughs> and yet, even though I'm struggling, if I know one of my friends are struggling, I will still reach out. I will still help them and put my shit to the side. Right. To help Which them. is... It's one of those things. So that's a double edged uh, sword right there where it's because I can guarantee you your therapist would sit there and go, no, smack with a a rolled up newspaper on the nose. No. (laughs) Good for your friend. However, still need to make sure that you focus on yourself. You don't put your shit on the back burner for someone else all the time. Because that's what gets all of us in these situations. Yeah, well, all not all the time, but still, if somebody's in need and that's I and that's where I like. I agree with you that that the therapist thing, because I've had my therapist, not this one, but before tell me something like that. And I did not like what she said because (laughs) I feel strongly within myself that that's what's wrong with this world today is everybody is too selfish, too self-absorbed and too worried about themselves to 
um, care and have compassion and, and uh, for other people. Yeah, but the problem is that you can't make up for everyone else. And that's where it comes into it, where it becomes too much of a a problem where we have to show compassion. Like, I agree, this world is hugely lacking in it. But the problem is that those of us who see that it's lacking in it try to overcompensate and put ourselves in worse positions because we're trying to not let other people feel like we've felt. Because we know what it feels like to be in those dark places yes. and to be in those compassionless, compassionless, non-compassionate places, whatever word is supposed to go there for <laughs> no compassion. I forgot the compassionless. <laughs> okay, is that a word? All right. As it I was saying, now. I'm like, <laughs> I was saying, as I was saying, I'm like, hmm. corny, dictionary corny to sour bacon. <laughs> We're just making up our own language now. <laughs> Come to Depressed Breakfast Club. We'll help you with the new language. <laughs> are these words? They are now, always. We have to post the legend so people use, can understand. Use them, them wisely. <laughs> so, so let let me ask you two ladies. Since all three of us have have suffered through depression, anxiety, all that fun stuff. Did either of the two of you ever get the feeling that your friends were tired of hearing you say yes. you were struggling? <laughs> yep. Without even letting you finish, yes. Yeah, like, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I know where this is going, yes. <laughs> so how do, how do you feel about that? Did that make your that did that make your depression worse oh, knowing that, God, that yeah. your friends were like, oh, fuck off, shut up about it already. Yeah, I feel like I'm <laughs> I do that. with. I feel like I'm uh, not that I, I feel like that, like with you guys, like that I'm I'm bombarding you with like my Nazi issue. It's it, it, me. My Nazi <laughs> issue. Peanut's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and with my um, with my 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 uh, diabetes issues right now. <laughs> Not that you have you two have done anything to make me feel like I, <laughs> I am annoying you, you with them, but I just. In myself, feel like I am. But do I not? Do I not do that? I mean, I don't have diabetes, so. But do I not? Do I not share my Satan Struggle. issues? Oh, I love your Satan issues, though. Because <laughs> they're so whacked out. <laughs> she is like something yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Taylor. She's on her running. <laughs> but no, you don't tire. I don't. I don't get annoyed or or uh, feel like you're um, feel like you're venting. I feel too much in that. I feel like uh, I'm here. Like even if you sometimes you just um, 
need need somebody to listen, right? You're not looking for somebody to solve your problems. You just need somebody to to vent to. And um, I'm more than happy to listen. And I, and, and still, like, I think that goes part of what I said, like, even though you're going through your own shit, like, you you got to be able to have compassion and, and support, especially if it support other people, and especially if it's people you consider to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friendship's a two-way street. I, I, well, <laughs> for most people. It's supposed to be. <laughs> what is it? It's supposed to be a two-way street. Because I, I, know, I know when I first, when I first got... When I was first diagnosed with clinical depression, I thought that I was I was making not not wanting to draw attention to myself. Like I'm not believe me, I'm not somebody that goes out and seeks attention from people. I hide in my house and watch TV or read a book. I'm not out on the street holding the sign that says, love me. You know what I mean? But when, when I was diagnosed with clinical depression, I thought that the people that were closest to me should know Mm -hmm. that I'm suffering from that. And that there's going to be days where it's not black and it's not white. It's gray. Yes. And when I when I when I approached them and we had that conversation and that's exactly what I said to them. I said I don't see the world in colors like you guys do. I see the world in hues of gray. And until I can figure out what's going to help me, I kind of need some support from you guys because you're going to see when I'm having a day that's particularly bad. Honest, honest to the gods old and new, my one friend looked at me and very indignantly said, everybody suffers from depression. <laughs> and yeah. That's when I knew <laughs> I had hit the TMI part of the friendship. <laughs> yep. That's a pretty good indicator right there. That's pretty solid where you're like, all right, then we're not talking about me. We're going to move right along. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, you know, keep talking about your friend that killed themselves. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It, it, so for me, it was like, but then I did I have I have people you and Crispy and like um my other fr- my other true friends that understand and if I kind of go MIA for a span of time and I'm not saying I want people to check up on me. Don't don't like if I if I'm having a bad spell, don't don't text me. I don't want to talk to you. Just let let me let me get over the hump and then I'll converse with you. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I think for the most part, the people that are the closest to me know that. So when when I crest the hill and I'm on my way back into the land of rainbows and sunshine, I I send them I'll send them a message and I'll be like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry I haven't talked to you in like three four weeks. I was just having a really really rough time I was I was a little low and I just didn't want to converse with people and I've had I've had my friends come back and say well thank you for letting me know but next time talk to me so instead of everybody gets depressed and (laughs) talk to me (laughs) so that that's when you know that's when you know your TMIs mm-hmm. and your NEIs. <laughs> Knowing That's, the difference is crucial. Oh my God, yeah. Just because you get such a different, um, such a different range of support where you're like, okay, these are the ones that I put on a mask for because they can't handle the truth, heaven forbid. And then you have other ones where you're like, okay. This is what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's what's going through my head and everything that's going on. How's your day today? And you just watch them like as they're sipping their tea go, okay, well, I'm going to take a sip of tea and then we're going to unbag everything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to start on that last one because that's the most worrying. Okay. <laughs> so you hate your father. <laughs> Let's start with your childhood. <laughs> Sometimes friends are the best therapy you can have. Oh my God! Now, yes. Don't get me wrong. I, I I love I love my therapist. She's amazing. Uh, if I wouldn't be hanging with her for four years if I didn't. <laughs> but yes, sometimes talking to your friends, and I think that's why for me, when I am having an issue with a particular person, I. I go to our group chat and I'm like, oh, you know, I angry text. And when I let it out, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel a little bit, a little bit better. When you guys respond to me, either with a, a, a laughing emoji on the text itself, mm-hmm. or you, you say, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to you. It lets me know that you guys understand that I just needed to vent mm-hmm. and you're not holding it against me. God, Whereas, no. like, so, like I said, some people would be oh, fuck off already. Like we don't want to hear your problems all the time. <laughs> well, and it's one of those things of, I've always been a big person for you need to vent and it's not always the smartest idea. Actually, it's never the smartest idea <laughs> to vent about the person to the person because <laughs> it's it's never going to end well. Like everyone's always like, oh, well, you're talking behind their back. No, I'm saving our relationship because do you know how many murders or broken relationships there would be over something so stupid as, you know what? I really hated how you breathed last night (laughs) (laughs) and all you needed to do, because there's loads of times where all you need to do, because I told this to one of my friends at uh, work where I get those random intrusive thoughts and it's not even that they're bad thoughts. It's just that it might be something weird that I said or that I did, and I just need to get it outside of my head because my inner monologue won't stop going over and over again. It's like, yeah, 
we're going to make a new hit single out of this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But then I go and I walk over to one of my friends who understands the fucked upness in my head. And I go up to her and I tell her, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I don't even remember what sparked it the one night, but I was like, all I keep hearing in my head is the sound of a sheep going bad, bad. And then she's like, <laughs> she burst out laughing because she knew what I was talking about. She's like, okay, yeah, you're weird. I'm like, I know I am, but now it's left my head. It literally, once I said it and it was out there, I'm like, huh. All right, I'm going back to my uh, to my job now. <laughs> it was just, it needed to leave the inside of the head where it was echoing all around and all you heard was bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so then I felt better after that. And that's exactly all it is, is that sometimes you just need to let the weirdness out so that it stops simmering on the inside and getting worse and picking up new sounds. Yeah, I, I think holding on to holding on to to bad times like if like if you're going through something and you don't and you don't express it to those you feel closest to it's a it's it's gonna be like an infection right this is gonna fester and get worse oh god yeah every so, time yeah like when i so when i first got diagnosed um with the depression and anxiety uh, I was married, and um, I had no support. <laughs> um, he, like, my ex-husband didn't do anything to, like, understand what I was going through. He didn't want to hear about it. He didn't do any research. He didn't anything. He just, in fact, he decided that he was just going to go find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier <laughs> and so that's how that went <laughs> and as far as like my dad and that went there was no support there it was just silliness that's all I you know we'd stop being silly like this isn't you you're a strong person stop being silly <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll take my suicidal thoughts elsewhere. I'm sorry. These don't belong here. And and then my my other friends that um I've been friends with since I was 14, who one of them as well suffers from depression. Um, uh, when I reached out to them, it was like, well we're we're really busy like we're we're working um i gotta go into work later or or i just got home from work or you know we got our own issues and and uh so that was that they they pretty much straight out said they did not have time wow so wow Really, until, like, until you two ladies, like, I, I don't really, I never really, I just keep it all to myself. It's a good thing we're here, then. No. There's times, it, sometimes, like, I will, if somebody comes up to me, because I've had people come up to me and start telling me their problems. Mm-hmm. And that, and I will, like, in the process of talking to him, go, 
let them know that, like, yes, I suffer from depression as well. So, like, I understand where you're coming from. and mm-hmm. But I don't go, I don't want to advertise it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody with a depression advertises like you know you don't walk around wearing a t-shirt that says this gal is depressed. <laughs> I was gonna say I can just see a um a t-shirt who has two thumps in depression. This girl <laughs> <laughs> Or get get a big old like billboard that shows a picture of you on <laughs> How do you advertise your depression? Party over here? Not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love, again, I'm going to put it out there. I would love to hear from some of our listeners their opinions on how much information should be shared <laughs> with a friend. Like, when, how do you know where to draw the line? So I'm I'm interested how how a person with non mental health issues, well maybe an issueless person, <laughs> how person. how they would deal with a person with issues always talking about their issues. So if anybody out there doesn't have any issues, please email us and let us know how you would handle the TMI or the NEI of a friend that has issues. Is there such a person? Yeah. I think there's somebody that doesn't have issues. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if it was mama the other day. That was just yesterday or recently. I I know sometime recent in the recent history, uh, she just said something about, um, Wondering if there's there's people out there who literally just wake up happy and are just happy-go-lucky in the world. And then she's like, it just makes me want to punch him in the face. <laughs> so I have, a friend like, I have a friend like that. Like, I wonder, like, so she's been, I've known her since kindergarten. And through grade school, we were besties. But then high school came along, mm-hmm. and we went to different high schools Yeah, and stuff. But we've still – we still talk, though, to this day and that right. and with each other. And sometimes not as often as we probably would like visit and stuff. And she seems to be one of those people that life – has just blessed her like <laughs> like she just seems to be happy go lucky like I love my life <clears throat> I remember uh, at one point they had won um the Brentwood lottery so they won their first house and and that and then like and she had um her dad ha- ha- used to be the manager of the beer store in Amherstburg. So she ended up getting a job at the beer store. So she's worked there since like basically high school. 
and that. So she's making like crazy money working at the beer store. And she's married, loves her husband's got kids. What a fucking house. <laughs> her kid, yeah. Well, no, they ended up selling that house and they bought like this massive house out in the county, a massive piece of property. Uh, their kids are amazing. They're all in like sports and and everything and good students and she's always like I love my life and and oh my kids are awesome and what what do they call people like that um I'll have to check with the old woman downstairs but I'm pretty sure it's um born with a silver spoon in their mouth yes it is does that sound familiar yep that's what she sounds like, Peanut. <laughs> she was and it's because not a horseshoe up her ass, but it's. I was just, I was just gonna say, I don't know. It sounds like she's got a horseshoe up that ass of hers, but, maybe with a silver spoon. And it's weird because, like, growing up, like, their family wasn't any different than any other family. Like, they weren't rich. They weren't upscale. Mm-hmm. They're. <laughs> It's actually, I'm actually related to her as well, as we were friends. And, like, her brother was, like, a freaking mental case screw-up. And, like, he was just an evil person that did really stupid things. And her dad, apparently the whole time that, like, we were hanging out and her dad, that her dad was, like, doing cocaine. And... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we didn't know. We were kids. And then her her dad had um, an, inf- an affair. Um, and, that, and the woman that he had an affair with, my uncle ended up marrying. <laughs> and that, but, <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have this perfect, she didn't have this perfect life either growing up and it wasn't like they were rich and had like you know they they just had like beat up old cars and and a house that still needed finishing and like they weren't you know but she somehow so she's always so constantly oh I love my life it's all my husband's awesome and See, and for me, I just, I don't trust those people. <laughs> uh, I am one of those people. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I skip through the tulips or the daisies, but I mean, you guys know, I've, I've got a wonderful, wonderful uh, spouse with IT. Oh, yeah. And our, <laughs> our uh, relationships slash marriages for some people have said the best they've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I, but get, I mean you, I'm not I'm not without my issues. I was just gonna say that's exactly it though. You you admit like you're you're like I have an amazing amazing marriage. Doesn't stop you from sometimes sitting there going, Oh, I wanna kill him today. Oh last night. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> last night we went to bed, um we're watching this series on Netflix called Louder Louder Milk. Yeah, I saw you post oh about God, that. Watch it. It's fucking hilarious. It's so good. And we went to bed about eleven thirty. And I don't I swear to God that man can fall asleep in like four seconds flat. 
<sighs> and he was on his back and <sighs> is all I could hear. And I'm like, I'm going to smother you. I'm going to smother you and I'm going to jail in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still love him. <laughs> but yeah. I saying, <laughs> and that's exactly it. <laughs> you, you know, you're not perfect as you sit there and you contemplate. Is the orange jumper worth it? I'd look like a pumpkin. You're lucky. <laughs> and, and then the, the thought is, do I elbow him in the side to get him to roll over? <laughs> just give him a quick little kick and then just pretend to be asleep and like you did nothing. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, my friend, it, it's just weird. Like, she doesn't drink. She doesn't have a cell phone. She doesn't allow her kids to have a cell phone. She like, what is she? Is she say? Mormon? She, no. She, <laughs> I was wondering. She, um, she pays for everything like with cash. And um, and like yeah, like cash and checks. Like she doesn't do uh, like this whole uh, electronic. Yeah. E transfer or I mean, um, yeah, set payment like draws out of your bank. It's honestly the smarter way to do it because you actually keep track of your money so much better when you actually mm-hmm. have cash in hand. Because then you're like, oh, it's leaving. Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> stop going. I love you. <laughs> Don't Fuck, leave I, me. Get, I get freaking paper cuts from how fast it leaves these hands. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> As it's leaving, you just squirt in some lemon juice and add in some salt. (laughs) (laughs) So, completely unrelated to the initial topic. However, Peanut made me think of it when she talked about her friend and um, being an organ donor. So, Mama and I have been watching that show, 911. I don't know if you guys have seen it or heard of it. It's, like Rescue 911 with William Shatner from the uh, late 80s, early 90s? No, not that. It's oh, a new show. Oh, because I love show. that show. Okay, All right, so it's ahead. a new show, uh, like 2018, 2016, about. something like that. I may have seen the commercial for it. I know what you're talking about. I've never watched it, but I know. So it is, it's actually really, really good. Mama started off watching it by herself while I was at work. Then I caught little bits Bitch. here and there. <laughs> I was fine with it. She was like, okay, do you want to watch it? I'm like, I don't think so. I love you, mama. <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, my girlfriend, Angela Bassett, is in it. So then I was like, oh, now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> my, my girlfriend. I, God, I love that woman. <sighs> um, so it's got her and, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt and a bunch of other actors that Okay, uh, yes. No, I'm, no. I'm positive I've seen the commercial. So it's really well done. The episodes are always really good. And in one of them, there was a jailbreak. And the reason that the convict wanted out was he was on death row and knew he was going to die anyways. But he broke out to get to the hospital and wanted to donate his heart to his dying kid who needed a heart transplant and was basically like, okay, if they don't get one within the next whatever week or two, he's going to be dead. Like he's not, he's not making it. His heart's failing. So the guy 
force the um, the paramedics to take him to the hospital and said, OK, I'm going to go in there. I want to donate my heart. And they're like, well, you can't. You're an inmate. Like they don't allow uh, convicts to donate their organs in Which America. Which is so stupid. Pardon me. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that was going to be that was actually my question was, what are your feelings on that? And yours if, are obviously it's stupid. <laughs> if you sign a card or indicate to anyone, whether it be verbally or on paper, stating that you wish to donate your organs, if those organs are viable, take them. I don't give a fuck. If I needed a kidney, I wouldn't care if it was a convict in jail who had a kidney for me. If he's going to die, let me have his kidney so I don't die. Right? Like, I'm a good person. I'm not in jail. He's in jail. He has a kidney I need. Let me have the kidney. (laughs) So here's one on this topic. I have a friend that is really like um she follows like Canadian politics mm-hmm. and and stuff very closely <clears throat> and I forget I had posted something or she had posted something about being an organ donor and I had responded that I was an organ donor and she then informed me so I don't, I'm not up on on politics, but she said she used to be an organ donor, but she is no longer an organ donor because apparently they will not give somebody an organ if they haven't been vaccinated. No, that's, that's bullshit. That's Our already fan. been proven to be bullshit. I was going to say, yeah, that's not true. That That is a total anti-vaxxer platform. Okay. Yeah, that's like that saying one. you can't donate blood if you haven't been vaxxed. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, that that's bullshit. Sorry. I mean, that's there's bullshit. been... No, like I Go said, ahead. I don't follow it. That, But that was her response to me. Because, I mean, I, I don't follow politics. So I never heard anything about anything. That's one of those things that caught fire on the internet just because of the, basically, like, the warring back and forth. They're going to take it, like, whether you have the vaccine or not, or any, I mean, it doesn't even matter whether it's a va- the COVID vaccine. If you have any vaccines or not, or any shots or anything like that, the only times that they don't take organs from you is if you have diseases. So... In a lot of cases, like for like with diabetes, they're not going to take your kidneys. They're not going to take your um, pancreas. There's a bunch of things that they won't take because you've had diabetes and right. they're not they're faulty. Even in mama's case with uh, once she was exposed to the mold and all that, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want your blood. We don't, we don't want your organs. We want nothing from you. <laughs> You're yeah, dirty. They're not going to want tainted. my liver either. Like I said, they won't take anything from you just because of you having diabetes and it um, it puts too much wear and tear on the organs. 
So if you have stuff like that, like they have to take whenever they take organs and all that, they're looking for basically perfectly maintained ones. Like you can have like you could have a bladder infection or something like that at some point in time. That's that's fine. But when you have long term illnesses, they're like, nope, we're not touching you. Good for you. You want to donate, but we ain't taking nothing. So well, they can have my vagina then because it's like new. <laughs> it's in perfect con- it's in perfect condition. If uh if you still want to go ahead and donate peanut even with your yeah. bad liver and pancreas um you can go a step further and donate your body to to science science so um, I know people that have done that, and um, you can do it where your body is either used as a cadaver in medical school, mm-hmm. or and this is my favorite, and I think like I, I seriously, seriously think this is what I want: cadaver farm. You want the bugs to eat you? If you don't know what a cadaver farm is, let let me educate you all. Well, thank so God, you... because they may not be able to see my face, but I know you can. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I so know what a cadaver farm is. When you donate your body and you go to a cadaver farm, they put your body in certain situations to see how it decomposes and they study it. And it's basically used for... Forensic sciences in solving crimes. Yep. So CSI, basically. (laughs) So, like, okay, I'm sorry if anybody out there is eating. I apologize. This will teach you to eat during our podcast. Um, (laughs) They'll they'll put you in, like, maybe they want to put you in a sunny, sunny spot to see... How fast the flies lay eggs, how fast the mm-hmm. maggots come, what what animals are gnawing on you, because mm-hmm. cadaver farms are in wooded areas, and they don't clear out the animals. They want to know, because if they find bones in the wood with teeth, teeth marks on them, you know, we can compare, they can compare. So, yeah, it's it's basically just that, like, the the bugs that eat you, how fast your body decomposes and and stuff like that. That's what a cadaver farm does. And I just think that's like fucking amazing. I was gonna say that I I don't apparently want to be, Taylor I don't want to be do not watch ground. enough true crime. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to all of the years of CSI, Criminal Minds, uh, all the crap that I've watched growing up, and somehow this has never come up where they're like, oh yeah, here's the cadaver farm. Seriously, you I think me? I first heard about it on CSI. Yeah, because I there's don't... an episode on CSI where, where Nick Stokes yeah. went to a cadaver farm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I where I clearly first heard blocked it. that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor was traumatized. <laughs> Part of my childhood trauma. Cadaver farms, oh God. She's like, they look like dolls. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh. Yeah, I think that would be fun. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to be put in the ground. I don't want my kids have, thinking that they need to go to 
No. A piece of grass to weep over my bones. Mm-hmm. Cremation. It's it's such a a difficult line. Like my dad was cremated. It's been over five years. My dad's ashes are just sitting on my dresser in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, I have to wait for my mom to die <laughs> so that when she gets cremated, she goes in the same box as my dad. And the plan is to open my brother's grave and put their ashes in with my brother. And that's fine. They have that plan. They prepaid for that plan. But for me, if my kids don't want to even have to go through the aspect of cremating me, because, again, I'm still kind of, eh, my new <laughs> knees aren't going to, my, my knees aren't going to melt. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm so worried. All I can picture is like the people at the crematorium or whatever giving your your children these titanium. This is all that's left of your mother. (laughs) Here, you can take a bit of your mother home with you. One for each of them, though. Now, also, and I don't know if you ladies have heard about this again. I watch way too much TV or surf the internet. Have you heard of water decom- decomp- decomposing? Yes, I have. And Where it's they not... have that special tank they put your body in and they decompose it? Yep. Yeah, so I haven't heard of that from TV. I heard that from one of my friends from work who one day never we're walking along that. and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get water decomposed when I die. I'm like. The fuck? Uh, <laughs> the fuck you just say to me? Yeah, it's called it's it's water cremation, mm-hmm. where they 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 have a special tank, they put your body in, and they submerge it in water, and then I think they filter the water to get to parts <laughs> <laughs> for me to be my knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it, it it that was fascinating to me. I think. I think I watched the whole YouTube video like with my mouth open. <laughs> I was saying I, from what I understand, it's supposed to be better for the environment too. Exactly, because you're not blowing blowing hum, uh, humans into the smoke. Because mm. <laughs> think about it: if your body's on fire in the crematorium, your body's on fire. They've got to let that smoke out go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we breathe in people. Soylent green. <laughs> part, part of you is now airborne, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I just, for me, body farm. That's that's what I want. That's what I want when I die, body farm. Seriously, take what I don't you care. Need, take, all, take all my organs, take what you need, and then give my body to the body farm. I don't care what you do with me because... Let's be honest, like, I have no kids, so, and I'm not married. My my mom is already gone. My dad surely will be gone before me. Mm-hmm. My sister's on the other side of the world. Um, but, nobody's going to care. Your like, won't want to do anything. 
she might be dead before me. And <laughs> who wow, I mean, she's like, killing everyone off. <laughs> but like. There'll be nobody to even care. There'll be nobody to even find me if I'm dead. So go to a body farm. That's what I'm saying. I'll be at my, my apartment's going to end up being my body <laughs> farm. I don't think anybody would even notice I was missing. After the cats days, are going to eat her. Going for a wellness check. <laughs> I like that she's just made herself where she's like, yeah, I'm going to be alive. <laughs> because that's my luck. <laughs> oh so yeah we really got off topic (laughs) well that's why i said it's not anywhere on topic i gave the forewarning of this is not on topic well that's okay because we we were pretty much done the tmi nei oh yeah so we we went into you know bodies (laughs) (laughs) what's the next best place bodies obviously (laughs) What else are you going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we, we can run and and uh, end this week um, on decomposing bodies. <laughs> body farms, people. Body farms. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you all. Taylor's going to give like you an those. obsession with true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's going to give you social medias and emails to get a hold of us and follow us and love us shower us with love (laughs) and body farms (laughs) (laughs) so as always uh our email address is depressedbreakfastclub at gmail.com all lowercase you can find our episodes posted on our facebook page under depressed breakfast club you can also find our episodes posted on dana's x formerly known as twitter uh, under the handle Scooby71, S-K-O-O-B-I-7-1. Or you can find them posted on her TikTok under Scooby, S-K-O-O-B-I. Uh, you can also find the episodes posted when I remember to put them on there. My Instagram under GoddessTayTay25. And I think I got all of the places. Discord. Oh, yeah. They're also in my friend's Discord each week where they uh, where they post them automatically for us. I can't so, yeah, wait for let, people to remark on this one. Let let it let us hear from you. Like, come on, we talk about weird shit. Somebody's got to have something to say out there about what we're talking about. Yes, please. You can DM us on any of the platforms. We don't even care. You don't have to email us if you don't want to. Message us on the Facebook. Put it on the page. Put it in a DM. Put it anywhere. We just we want to yeah, hear. Yeah, exactly. And if um if you guys um have a suggestion for for a show we'd love to hear that too that would be great yes so with that thank you for listening we appreciate you all have a wonderful week ahead and uh goodbye ciao enjoy the weird episode (laughs) bye